This podcast deals with issues about LGBT families and trans-specific topics. We would love to hear from you and welcome your questions and comments. However, we will not tolerate any discriminatory language or hate speech, so please, just don't do it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Coffee Break, presented by Our Life in Transition. Hello, everyone. This is Shannon, and uh, welcome to another episode of Coffee Break. Um, I am your host for the day, and um, once again, I do actually have coffee, um, unlike um, some other hosts who um, came up with the name of the show and just consistently don't have the right beverage. But, you know, I'm going to be authentic with all of you. Um, I I will say that today's uh, coffee may or may not have um, Jameson. It may or may not be in uh, Irish coffee because uh, this is going to be uh, slightly uncomfortable for me to record. Um, so uh, today I wanted to um, take a little bit of time to um, sit down and uh, kind of get something off of my chest um, because it is a topic that has come up um, in conversations, um, in private conversations um, and it's not something that I, I have really talked about, um, well, my card, I haven't really talked about in great length, um, or really at all publicly. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram and you, you read my hashtags, uh, and read some of the comments that I leave uh, on other people's posts, it's not that surprising. Um, so, um, you know, it's been... Two and a half years since I uh, came out, and um, I need to do that again, I guess. Um, so, um, one of the things that that came up a lot when I first came out, um, and I, I, I'm not the only one, I've heard this from other um, trans people, and especially uh, trans women, is uh, a question of my sexuality. Um, and, um, it's something that is on the one hand understandable, um, because, um, a lot of people who are, you know, cis heteronormative, um, folks who really don't have any, um, any interaction or really base knowledge of, um, the LGBT community, um, don't really know the difference or um, nuances between those different letters. Um, and one question that I consistently got asked when I first came out um, was, oh, well, did you, you're going to leave Rachel because you like guys then, right? 
And my answer to everyone was, no, I'm not leaving Rachel. This isn't about my sexuality. Um, this is about my gender. Um, and um, a lot of people couldn't wrap their heads around that. Um, I mean, the same way that people couldn't wrap their heads around, you know, why Rachel stayed um, when I came out. Um, and I, I straight up had, you know, some people when I gave them that answer said, well, I don't understand how that could be. I don't understand um, why you would want to be a girl and um, you don't like guys. I don't understand. Clearly, it, you know, this is about being gay, right? Um, and I mean, in a way, yeah, because, you know, I do like girls. So, yeah, I'm hella gay. Um, but people don't necessarily, um, people who don't have that, um, the language or base understanding, um, don't necessarily comprehend the differences between gender and sexuality. Um, which is super frustrating when you're trying to come out and explain, um, your gender to people, um, and they keep asking you about, you know, who you want to sleep with. Um, cause that's not what it's about. It's about who, um, I am as a person, uh, versus who I'd like to go to bed with. Um, cause you know, there are guys that like girls, there are girls that like girls and there are guys that like guys and guys in a plus count. Um, it, people like who they like in varying different forms. Um, and that really has nothing to do with, um, how they identify themselves. And, you know, I was thinking about it recently and, and the confusion kind of felt like, again, I'm going to make a random wild reference because I'm a comic book geek and this is what I do. Um, if any of you like the Marvel movies, if you've seen the first Captain America, there's this gag that goes on for a little while where Howard Stark keeps talking to Peggy Carter and saying, hey, after this, we can go get fondue. And Captain America being, you know, your average Joe from Brooklyn doesn't know what the fuck fondue is. And so he thinks that they're talking about going and having sex. And so he, you know, was like, oh, well, do you two fondue? Um, and that's kind of how it feels. Like people don't understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, when I come out and talk about my gender and they start talking about my sexuality. Um, and to this day, it, it comes up. So when I'm, you know, I meet new people. Um, it's happened at work. It's happened at, um, in other settings where people are like, well, what, what do you like then? Um, and, and, and I always gave that same answer because I wanted to discuss about my gender, um, and not my sexuality. Um, but the thing is about that, that isn't a very complete answer. Um, and really the answer that I gave is complete enough in that it doesn't really matter because I'm married and it is kind of a non-issue in so much that um, it doesn't really matter because I'm not going anywhere and I'm not going to go uh, cheat on my wife. So it doesn't really matter. Um, and moreover, even though I am being open in talking about my gender, that doesn't mean that that gives whoever I'm talking to free reign to ask, you know, slightly invasive questions about my sex life, really. It's none of their business unless I bring it up. But 
when I first came out um, as trans, I didn't actually have a good answer to give to people because I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, and I have and uh, always will be um, attracted to girls. But at that time, I was really kind of wrestling with attraction to other people. Um, and the thing is, uh, you know, I described to one friend recently that it wasn't until I was able to, it wasn't until I was able to fully comprehend my gender um, that I could be honest about my sexuality and in doing so, recognize the internalized homophobia that I had. Um, conversely, my one friend said that figuring out her sexuality helped figure out her gender. So take that for what you will. That being said, how the hell do I identify? Okay. So after <laughs> giving much consideration and thinking about it for a couple of years, I finally landed on uh, that I'm pansexual. Um, and, you know, I kind of went through several different options as far as the different the different uh letters in the alphabet and um and you know people do have questions as far as what is the difference between being pansexual and being bisexual um and there's kind of a nuance yet also at times very clear distinctions um and you know i'm sure that there are some bisexual people who will disagree with the assertion that uh, the label of bisexual is very binary and doesn't in necessarily include um, certain trans people or non-binary people. Um, but there are some bisexual people who are exclusionary in that way. Um, and pansexuality very much um, encompasses everybody um, in all genders and varieties therein. You know, I have to say, on first glance, the bisexuals have a more aesthetically pleasing flag, but you know what? The pansexual flag is okay. The yellow kind of grows on you after a while. Um, but in any case, I, I realized in kind of assessing my thoughts about gender as related to and in relation to my own identity um i kind of had to reevaluate um the importance of that generally speaking um and you know in thinking upon um that question because you know i i had several people when i came out bring it up I kind of thought back, I'm like, oh, yeah, so-and-so was kind of cute, and this person was cute, kind of cute, and that celebrity was really cute. Um, I mean, again, going back to Captain America, I mean, Chris Chris Evans is kind of cute. Um, but it, it really wasn't until, you know, people just straight up asked me, like, well, do you like guys? I'm like, um, we're not talking about that right now, but let me think. Um, and sometimes, um, but even... In having accepted that I was trans, um, there was still latent uh, internalized transphobia 
and internalized homophobia. Um, and that's based upon years and years of messaging that I've gotten from society, from people in my family, from friends, um, and just the world in general. That, you know, being trans is completely out of the question. Um, but, you know, you don't want to be gay either. Um, and it's even in a world that, you know, most of the people around me would go, oh, okay. Uh, somebody who's gay? Fine. That's whatever. Yet at the same time, I would hear, you know, the end of a punchline being, ha ha ha, no homo. Uh, just constantly, repeatedly, all the time. Um, and moreover, uh, while, you know, they might say that, you know, okay, being gay is fine, whatever, it's just a joke. Hearing it repeatedly all the time is damaging. And it, it makes you self-conscious. It makes you uh, feel like how you identify and the attractions that you have are somehow wrong. Um, and, you know, somebody who is attracted to different kinds of people is confusing as fuck to a lot of people. Um, you know, and you hear this, especially from, you know, um, bi women a lot that, you know, if they're with a girl, people go, oh, well, you're confused or, oh, it's just an experimental phase. And if they're with a guy, then people go, oh, well, see, you picked a side. And it's not that at all. It's, hey, I'm attracted to different kinds of people and I happen to be with this one right now. Um, but so for me, I mean, looking back, I, you know, I had to do some real self-reflection to kind of assess what I had felt in the past and how I currently felt um, about different genders and my attraction to different people. Um, and, and, and to a large extent, it, I hadn't done the work because it didn't fucking matter. I'm married and I'm happily married. Um, and I love my wife and uh, I'm not going anywhere. So it didn't really matter. And so, you know, I could be lazy and not think about it. Um, and you know, it's a question that came up when, um, I first came out to Rachel and, you know, my quick answer was like, yeah, this has nothing to do with that. Cause I'm, you know, again, I'm talking about my gender and I'm trying to reassure you that I'm not leaving you. Um, but I also had to deal with those years and years of messages that, you know, in addition to trying to hammer home that, no, you are a cis guy, that you have to be a straight cis guy as well. Um, and even if I was telling the rest of the world, oh, hey, listen, I'm a woman, there was a part of me that was saying, well, they don't believe me. And, um, the internalized transphobia part of me was like, well, maybe they're right. And therefore the internalized homophobic part of me was going, well, yeah, what, well, you know, then you're being gay if you are interested in guys rather than, Hey, you know what? You're being kind of straight. If you're interested in guys, you're being super gay in the fact that you, um, like girls and you're married to one. Um, it's can be confusing for a lot of people. It can be confusing for the person that is experiencing it and therefore it can be a lot to unpack thanks again for listening to the show 
If you like what you hear so far, subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to share with your friends and family so they can enjoy as well. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Um, because it's kind of a non sequitur in so much that I am with Rachel and have no plans on going anywhere. Um, it, being that I wanted to focus on explaining what being trans was and getting everybody uh, in my you know circle around me to be on board and with understanding what that meant and what that meant for me. Um, I didn't really um, feel the need to go back and kind of explain to anybody else. Um, I mean, moreover, you know, some of the people that I came out to, being that they couldn't wrap their heads around the difference between gender and sexuality, you know, said very interesting things to me. One cousin said straight up, um, just whatever you do, don't take a dick, it'll change you. Um, Which was an interesting take. Um, There was a lot of focus on that and i to which at some point i just said to my cousin like listen you know based on how much you're extolling the virtues of male anatomy uh, you're actually not really making it sound like too much of a deterrent so you know i don't know what you're worried about um to which they laughed and they shut up about it um and that was kind of as close as i came to really discussing with anybody um you know at some point I, i mean i didn't I never really came out to Rachel either. It was just kind of at some point we slowly started having conversations where I was like, yes, that guy is cute. You're right. And she just kind of looked at me and went, huh, that was it, you know, and I haven't been very vocal or visible publicly or online as far as an advocate for pansexuality and pansexual pride as um, I have for transgender issues. And it's not that it's like, oh, well, I'm ashamed of it. It's really just a matter of it hasn't meant as much to my day to day, if that makes any sense. Um, And, you know, somebody was pointing out recently that, you know, if you're in the L, the G or the B, you don't have to really discuss it with anybody. If you're the T in that string of letters, it's something that comes up because people can see you. Um, And sexuality is a very touchy subject and people don't like to talk about it um, or they do like to talk about it far too much. And especially as a trans woman, I'm very conscious and aware of how fetishized I could be. Um, and there's always a level of being wary of that. Um, I mean, and the same with cis women, like, you know, there is always a level to which any woman anywhere will, if not being policed by other people, will generally police herself to a degree because of the fear that being themselves in any kind of visible or public way will be used as an excuse if they're harmed. It's an unfortunate safety issue that I have to take into account and I'd be foolish not to.
I, not that I'm necessarily afraid of, you know, somebody jumping out of the shadows and, and grabbing me and doing something to me, but I am, you know, very conscious of not posting or doing anything that, that overtly revolves around sex or sexuality. Because I don't want a bunch of chasers in my DMs, which I get anyway. Um, and if any of you are listening to this, which you're probably not, but if you are, go away. Nobody wants you. Get a life. Um, and on top of everything else, you know, I do have the added concern that me talking about my sexuality does raise questions for people, just like when I came out as trans, as far as what that means for Rachel. What that means for Rachel and her sexuality um, and I mean, honestly, it, who I'm attracted to has no bearing on our attraction to each other or her attraction to anybody else. Um, I mean, ultimately it's really just my own thoughts and feelings and really has no bearing on any actions that I'm taking because I still love my wife and I'm not an asshole who's going to go running around on her. And that's that. Honestly. And so, you know, it's just something that hasn't come up. And at some point, I realized that I never came out about it. And, you know, not that I needed to or that anybody else has to at any point. You know, I had bigger fish to fry, you know, trying to get people to comprehend my gender. And I just it just never did the second part of coming out. Um, so, hi, here I am. Um, and you know, at some point, if, again, if you look at my Instagram, uh, generally speaking, if you look at the hashtags, cause I put a lot of hashtags. I'm one of those people that puts a lot of hashtags on my posts. Um, you know, it's in there amongst, you know, 20 other things. And I don't know if anybody's ever noticed it or not. You know, I've casually referenced it vis-a-vis, uh, comments or conversations with people. I haven't shied away from girl talk with any of my friends. And when they're like, hey, you know what? He's kind of cute. I'm like, yeah, he is. You're right. And I've gotten people that kind of looked at me and went, wait a minute. Aren't you married to a girl? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, and, you know, if anybody ever really just straight up asks me because they're like, they've taken note of it and they're confused. I'm like, well, what? Who do you like? What are you into? I'm just like, Whatever. Now, again, this is important information for anybody out there who thinks that um, anyone should be available to you um, and your sexual advances at any point, in any way, whenever you want. You're not entitled to anybody. You're not entitled to anyone's bodies. You're not entitled to anybody's time, their attention, or their sexuality. And moreover... Just because someone is interested in whatever you identify as doesn't mean that they are interested in you. So I just want to put that out there because there are a lot of people, especially a lot of guys, who don't comprehend that and think, well, they don't think. They're just very entitled um, as far as what they think they are owed from people of different varieties. So... You know, I just kind of wanted to get this off my chest because I felt like it was something that I wasn't hiding, but was just kind of being left unsaid. Um, and again, not that it really matters. 
I mean, unless Rachel, like, kicks me to the curb at some point. Doesn't really matter. But, you know, in the interim, we can both discuss different kinds of eye candy. And that's it. So, I mean, if you are anybody who um, is questioning their sexuality, give yourself time. Because there's no rush. You don't owe anybody an answer. And if you feel one way at some point and you're like, yeah, you know what? That doesn't really fit. You're entitled to change your fucking mind. Nobody has any control over who you like, what you're into, or who you love. Except for yourself. And that does not even mean that you have control over that as if, oh, I can control this. No, that's not how that works. This isn't... Listen, I'm not going to sit here and try to sound like conversion therapy is an option. It's not. You're allowed to be into who or whatever you are into. And whatever that is, you're allowed to go with that feeling or not. It's entirely up to you. Um, There is one last thing that I kind of like, I just wanted to address as well. Because there is this thing that I hear and read a lot about the trans community and that it's this thought that a trans women are just uber gays um and that oh once you go on hrt and that changes your sexuality no um i will say estrogen is very good at making you a little more open to um your emotions so that might help. Um, but I think, if anything, it just helps you kind of be emotionally available to the feelings you already have. Um, thinking back on my own life, that was the situation with me. I have always had the same kind of attraction. Um, I was just bottling some of it up because I felt like I had to. Um, and the same with your gender, the same with whatever thing you like in life. Um, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You don't owe anybody any kind of, um, control over your life choices or your interests. Um, so if you are into somebody or something, as long as it is between you and another consenting adult or adults, have at it. I would just like to say that allow yourself the energy to figure yourself out. Um, And if that takes you a few minutes, a few days, a few years, an entire lifetime, that's okay. You don't owe it to anybody else to have an answer, but you do owe yourself the time to figure it out. So that's all from me and my ramblings. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, like, share, and subscribe as always. And uh, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. This has been Coffee Break, presented by Our Life in Transition. Our producer is Shannon McDill. Our theme music is Silky Smooth by Jens Kielsoft. 
Support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash olitpod. That's forward slash O-L-I-T-P-O-D. Your support makes this show possible. Thank you.